0: Table Reads with Sean McBee, Jeff Lewis, and Joshua Baker.
2: Hey everybody, welcome back to Table Reads. Um, we got more of the Star Wars, the thing that you definitely
1: wanted. <laughs> so much more of the Star, alleged Star Wars. How far are we? Favorite.
2: Okay, this is part uh, four. We are on page 48 of 122. Wow. Crushing it. It's like George Lucas went back in time and is like, I'm going to beat their record for Lord of the Rings.
1: We've started like three different movies, and we're not even halfway through this movie.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he's laying the groundwork for every single one of the nine part. (laughs) (laughs) It's bananas. Um, But let's get right into it.
0: Previously on Table Reads,
2: guys. I just don't fucking know. I don't know what happened. Josh, Josh, and Jeff. I'm gonna let you guys fill the audience in on the previously on.
1: The one time, the one time I tried to eat a snack during the previously on. He was like, yeah, you'll do it. <laughs> so there was these two droids
3: and. They were talking, and one was Danny DeVito, and one was C-3PO. And they got stuck in some desert stuff, and it sucked. They were like, man, this desert stuff sucks because I'm a space bot.
1: And our main antagonist, Justin, hates being called a barbarian by the princess. So he punches her in her stupid face. He punches her and drags her into a cave. Things a barbarian would never do. (laughs) And
3: Darth Vader doesn't sound anything like Darth Vader is supposed to.
1: And now we're where we're
0: at. Fade hey, in.
1: Hey, Josh, we did it! Uh, uh, uh.
2: <laughs> Sub-hallway, underground fortress, Tanawi. The general walks briskly through an isolated hallway, closely followed by Montross. How is
3: Captain uh, Zusal recovery?
2: Oxis <laughs> <laughs> Oxus. <reduces>,
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs>. yeah, I mean, even if it didn't have that weird typo thing, it's still fucked.
1: Um very good. He's up and around. Fine. Have Oxus and uh
3: Captain Valor report at 0, 0300. He can't I'm even like,
2: remember the character
1: names, and I he's
2: have, a character, uh,
1: Oxus Rick. Uh,
2: he says, Fine, have Oxus and uh, Captain
1: Valor. Yeah, what's, that, that. My, what's my apprentice's name again? Anybody remember that? Has, he has like six of them. It,
2: <laughs> Which one were you? Were you the one with the dead brother and Yakuza dad? There are too many goddamn (laughs) characters.
3: I want two converted transports, agricultural type, and two days provisions, travel papers, weapons. Contact Han Solo at the Gordon Spaceport. I'll talk
1: to him with speed. See? Han Solo. At the Gordon Spaceport? How exotic and, like, crazy... Astro, that sounds. Where are you going? I'm from Gordon.
2: Montross turns and rushes down another hallway. Medical Center Blue, Underground Fortress, Tanawi. The general enters a stark white waiting area filled with scholarly looking gentlemen. An attendant greets General Skywalker and takes him into small into a small observation chamber overlooking a large operating theater.
1: An elderly doctor greets him. Good to see you, General. I'm afraid we're not quite ready yet. Thank God you'll be the one taking them, though.
2: An attendant brings in one of the scholars from the waiting... Air. Okay, so real quick catch up. The one thing that is going on is Princess Punched in the Face has to be escorted to the Blaflaf system by... Skywalker and only two people as ordered by the queen like you and two people that's it I don't want more than three people protecting my daughter
1: which is which is convenient for Vader because he has to capture one family member of the royal family alive so making making her leave is great because he can't get to her or well, he can get to her easier. Like a plot device or something. Yeah, yeah. if she would have stayed in the cave, there'd be no movie.
2: <laughs> yes, the soundtrack to this movie, by the way, would have sounded like this.
1: <laughs> 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 what, if, what if the film just stopped at certain times and it's just Georgia, the director's chair, be like, you know, I worked for months and I really didn't know how to shoot this scene. Uh, so what it would have been, and he's got, like two space He's like, they would have met. Pew, pew, <laughs> like, pew, like if you watch a movie and you listen to the director talk about how he would have shot the movie. That's <laughs> awesome. He just brings I in action figures. <laughs> rah, rah, rah,
0: rah, 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 rah. Well,
1: here we ran out of money, so they would have talked about the Ofuhuchi tribe. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Fuck.
1: Well, <laughs> Sean so left to go find the Opahuchi tribe. Uh, the uh,
2: uh, prop that he's got. He just brings in his toys and he's like, "How many are you going? Thirty-three of the greatest scientific minds in our system. A high <laughs> price for freedom." <laughs> I want that.
3: <laughs> I do. I want that. George want Lucas that. for two Dude, and a half hours.
1: Imagine, with- imagine the regular Star Wars movie, but with George Lucas doing that with action figures, cut kind of intermittently between yeah. the scenes that he.
2: Dude, we could make that. Yeah, we just have to get George on board. No, Jeff could be George.
1: I'll be George. Fuck it. He's I'm got like, the beard. don't play with action And, and bigger, then man. and then
3: and then Sean can be like the like the person that like like reins George in. He like he has like a, a clipboard or whatever. He's like yeah, he's like, yeah, he's the like trying to. Whoa, 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 him, like, no, no, why no, no, whoa! Why does he
2: get to whoa, be whoa. a real person and I have to be a fictional person? Because you're the Vice person versa. that actually made the movie good. Vice versa. There, there I'm, is
1: I'm, no one that reigns in George Lucas. We've seen this. Okay, I, see I was like, wait, I'm pretending to be George. You can just be Sean. You
2: watch the behind the scenes of of episode one, and literally they have the screening, right, where they show the, the first cut of the movie, and Rick McCallum, the guy who's supposed to be the guy that reigns in George Lucas, just does this look of like, oh, fuck, we just made this. And he's just like crushed. You can literally, it's they left it on the DVD for, for fucking episode one. You that. can watch it. I
1: did see that. They're like watching it and he's like, fuck. Like there's like five dudes. It's like, oh shit, this is, oh no.
2: Yeah, like directed <laughs> by George Lucas comes up on the screen at the end of the movie and, and Rick's just like, Oh, oh maybe I should have told George no like once or
1: twice once or 3,000 times. I would love to, I want, I would love to be George Lucas doing a shot reverse shot like by himself, but in real time with just two cameras like he's so he's like be like and, and, and they were to talk like they should have been like oh there's no way I can go to space and then just show him like out of breath moving to the next couch like <laughs> but you gotta go <laughs> I gotta write more things for them to say and he's put putting a hat on to
2: change characters <laughs> uh, 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 bye. this is where we start alright we have to get through this script guys holy shit I don't want to be doing this forever mm. <laughs> too late Medical Center Blue, Underground Fortress Tanawi. The general enters a stark white waiting area filled with scholarly-looking gentlemen. Oh, we did that. Fuck. An attendant brings in one of the scholars from the waiting area and places him... Hold on. Is he carrying this guy in?
0: Listen to this.
2: An attendant brings in one of the scholars from the waiting room and places him on a large operating table surrounded by strange-looking equipment. An ominous-looking clamp is placed on the man's head.
1: Oh, they're about to do something. They're about to experiment on this guy. How many are going? 33 of the greatest scientific minds in our system. A high price for freedom. 33 scientists? Transporting a group that size, undetected, I don't... Don't worry, General. All you'll be taking are their mine Sean. <laughs> <John. laughs> I did <care. laughs> the,
2: the doctor moves over to a safe-like cabinet guarded by two attendants. The doctor gingerly picks up a small, clear vial filled with gray fluid. It has a label which reads... Thauban Astrodynamics. In the background, the scholar on the operating table is undergoing a form of mechanized brain surgery. Lottery's distillation?
1: Holy, we're getting some shit, guys. <clears throat> oh, cool. Uh, okay, uh, yes, it has been greatly perfected. The brain is condensed into five ounces of fluid. Cloning cell samples are included so that a structural duplicate of the scientist can be reproduced. When the duplicate child reaches the age of six, he or she begins a series of injections of the brain fluid. By the age of ten years, they have received all the knowledge and memory of an experienced scientist—an old mind in a young body. We have prepared a special shock belt to carry the vial. What did I just fucking say? At the best. What the I fuck? Okay. 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 He, so he,
2: here it is. I'm a. I'm a translate. I'm a translate. What? All right, what we're going to do is we're going to take the brains, we're going to turn it into a slurry, just five ounces, just five ounces of slurry, right? And then we're going to take a kid, we're going to inject that slurry, and that kid, that kid's going to have that guy's brain in them. Now, I made a belt so you can carry all these brains, how,
1: how? I how love many, how you became the pimp from the fucking Batman script. <laughs> how, how, how many times is this procedure necessary? Like, is this particular scientist was this this, this like fifty year old scientist was he once a six year old child who had another fifty year old scientist injected into him? Like, is this like a fucking 500 year old scientist brain being injected
2: into this? Also, 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 these guys are not 50 years old because I don't know if you caught Darth Vader's just offhanded comment in the middle of a fucking monologue that the people down on this planet uh, have perfected extending their lifespan by 200 years.
1: Holy shit. This is a whole nother movie. This isn't even part of this. Right? It's like... This has no place in this. This is Logan's run. And this is
2: before George Lucas thought about clones. Fuck! This is... Wow! Weird. There's some bonkers fucking shit going on here, guys. That's what I'm saying. How
1: long do you guys think we'll stay on this? How long do you think this particular plot device will be important? Do you think this is the rest of the script? Or is this like something that's just just now. Like are they gonna make Justin really fucking smart for no reason? I, I
2: I this is where midichlorians came from. Oh no there is cloning in here. Cloning is part of this process. Why would you just clone you're
1: already injecting it into somebody new. They don't have to be the same person. Okay. Never mind. I'm I'm just alone for the ride Oh now. oh no go. they're
2: they're cloning the doctors, and injecting their brains into young clones of of themselves, so by the age of six, they have... Oh no, that's when they begin. So, between the ages of six and ten, they're being injected with a lifetime of knowledge. Which obviously is going to drive them batshit insane. You're going to have these ten-year-olds with PhDs who, you know, maybe it's the second or third time down the line, like you said, and they've got like 30 lifetimes of experience and they're 10 and they're just fucking insane.
1: Also, this is a parasitic relationship. You raised a six year old kid so that one day he would lay on a table and become someone else. Well,
2: a clo- he's here. he's a clone of the guy that he's getting injected into himself
1: or herself. Sure, but they, you're still a person. And then they're like, no, you're this other person now. Hey, you know know that childhood you had for six years?
2: That's about to end. Wow. (laughs) Holy shit. All of this is dark and weird. And it's like, this is a space movie. Why are you injecting brain slurry into people? Why don't you just transfer the fucking brain into a clone? Like,
1: electronically.
2: Like, if oh, download the was- info, put it over there.
1: There you go. If only there was some place we could send these children to be able to learn science. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they could have a normal life. Yeah, they would grow into it. Maybe come up with with new ideas and not just habitually rotate the same fucking ideas for 200 years that only one guy could come up with. Basically, the world only has 30 fucking scientists, and it's the same dudes forever. Also, let's think about like what is
2: the experience of that scientist like from the time they get brain slurried into like the time that the their knowledge or their brain is basically downloaded into this child, a four-year process,
1: mind you. Oh, like little increments of him like seeping through like the the boy like it begins. He's like, you know, I think I I think I like like adult things now. I really like like steak and mushrooms. No, I'm not even like talking about oh, fuck. I want to jerk it. I'm not even
2: talking about the kid's experience. But clearly, this is a a progression of consciousness from the old man on the table to the kid he will become. So, how mm-hmm. does that happen? How does his
1: consciousness? That's what I'm saying. This is what is parent- the continuity, continuity the of that. Fist. It's fucking, it's terrifying to imagine that you're lost for four years and then you come into the fucking brain of a 10 year old child. It must be like having Alzheimer's in reverse. Like, oh, you know nothing and then you learn everything. Yeah, you're you're you.
2: And then like, there's just a little bit of you, but mostly you're six. And then over the next four years, you slowly like sort of regain yourself. And then one day you're like, oh, shit. Why do I have a 10 year old's dick?
1: This is not cool. You gotta, you gotta. So he keeps the memories from when he was like an adult. Yeah, so like he, like he's ten years old. He just wakes up one morning and fucking grabs a bottle and starts texting his ex and shit. Like <laughs> you bitch. But it's like a ten-year-old boy being like, "You fucking whore. Like, just to sleep with him again."
2: Well, you took that in a weird place, Jeff. <laughs>
1: I thought that shit would be funny. Can you imagine like a grown man in like a 10-year-old body and he's working out all his emotional stress from like when he before he got transferred into the fucking shit? That's funny as fuck. That's a good bit. The, the uh, can you, what
2: if they don't, they don't even have... Even what if this isn't even like their choice? What if they just like, you know, when you work at a company, you can get transferred. What if your boss comes to you and says, well, Bob, you're being transferred. Well, to where? Well, to a clone of yourself. See in four years, Bob. Oh, <laughs> <It's a,
1: aw. laughs> Transferred to some size fives.
3: It's a terrible
2: fucking plot device for a
3: this Star is, Wars movie.
1: I don't I wonder how long I'm just interested in how Josh, long gonna
2: take. That's not fair. It's a terrible fucking plot device for any movie.
1: It's so much to be explored. It's an episode of Black Mirror. I mean, it's not. Yeah, a, it's not a terrible concept that just doesn't belong in a space wizard movie. This this so is like it,
2: really hard sci fi
1: stuff.
3: It's, yeah, so they they did something very similar to this in a book called Old Man's War, um, right. and it's it's very good for all the listeners. If you want to explore something like this, go read that book.
1: We're reading this script. Nice.
2: In Keep the background, the limp body of the scholar on the operating table is removed, and another scientist is escorted into the operating theater. God damn it!
1: <laughs>
2: it it's like... What he, the fuck he is this was doctor's like, name?
1: What is this name? <laughs> George
2: was like, how am I gonna top that last batshit insane paragraph? Limp <laughs> body of the scholar. I got this. <laughs>
1: Mark. Oh no, I'm not this character. I'm not this character. <laughs> uh <clears throat> Oh Jesus. I see
2: what you're talking about the name. <laughs> Dr. Bluttery a portly doctor in his 40s enters the room and shakes hands with the general.
1: General, this is Dr. Bluttery. He'll be making the trip with you.
2: It's an honor to wait, <clears throat> I gotta come up with a it's an honor to meet you, General. <laughs> I'm sure I, I'm. He's forty, which is very that old. Sounds
1: here sounds like a doctor, <laughs> That Sounds like, was, like it, you should do a vampire. Like okay, actually, brain, this you know? this
2: voice is someone I used to know. Oh, okay. His name was Ben Malbeck. He cleaned uh, bathrooms at the movie theater. Like that was his job—just cleaning bathrooms. He liked to talk about how, oh, I've died like four times. He would like just die on the table every time he went to the hospital. Practically. Then he finally did die.
3: Holy fuck, this is an amazing story.
2: (laughs) It sounds like mall rats, but at the movie theater. Uh, Okay, I got a different voice for him. Hold on. It's an honor to meet you, General. I'm sure I couldn't be in safer hands.
3: The Chrome companies are extracting a high price indeed. Politics will be the ruin of us all.
2: Careful! If we could rid ourselves of the politicians, generals would no longer be
1: necessary. We should be ready by 0, 0300.
2: The doctor's exit, leaving the general alone to watch the huge machines extract another brain. This is so fucking stupid. Jesus Christ. I regret everything I said good about this
3: script. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> Don't do it, Anakin. I have the high ground.
1: <laughs> You're not even a good clone. Okay, You're I have to stop. Clone.
3: I have
2: to stop you guys. Did you guys see the Marshmallow High Ground video? Yes. Oh my no. god. Wait, you didn't? Did or didn't?
1: Did not. I did not.
2: Okay, it's just like a marshmallow with a blue toothpick stuck into it and like a chocolate beard, like up on this upturned sauce pot. And He's got a a face drawn on him and uh, it's run. You're seeing this over the audio from episode three of Obi-Wan saying you were supposed to be the chosen one. You were supposed to lead us away from darkness, not into it. And then it cuts to Obi-Wan or uh, Anakin going, I hate you, but it's just a marshmallow with a face drawn on it in the flames of a gas range. And right from uh, the start, you know what's coming, but I fucking laugh my ass off every time it loops around.
1: I just watched it.
2: <laughs> 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 that fucking face is great. You got to watch it with the audio later. Uh, it's uh, fantastic. That's
0: funny. I hate
2: you! <laughs> I want you to give my son my lightsaber when he's old enough
1: uh, uh. scene 62
2: oh yeah spaceport observation deck Tanawi governor Horace general Vader walked down a boarding ramp to the observation deck overlooking the conquered city of Gordon they are followed by a number of aides and officers from the Royal Fleet. Below them, air tanks and other military equipment and supplies are being unloaded. Not much of a planet.
1: Darth, you've done well. Do you think <laughs> you'll have the Royal Family by nightfall? Yeah, Darth, tell us. <laughs> Party on,
2: Darth. Party on, Wayne. <laughs> An advance expedition is already on its way to their underground hideaway. They should reach it by nightfall but only if this count Sandage can be trusted
1: a man hungry for power can always be trusted to betray those in power I'm sure this information is correct
2: Uh, I remember that I was Sandage right yes but I don't remember the voice I did Jafar yeah I like Jafar oh that was the one that we okay yeah 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 Hidden Fortress Canyon, Tanawi. The huge rock face of the canyon opens and two shabby agricultural land speeders are pushed into the late afternoon sun. A2 and C3 stand on the far side of the canyon with their guards watching in amazement.
1: Wow. Wow.
2: (laughs) The general and Captain Valor walk behind the men pushing the land speeder.
3: We'll take them with us. They know, um, they know more about that fortress than any ten men. They will be very useful. Can they be trusted? Loyalty can't be programmed. They can be trusted never to harm a living creature and to always give accurate information as they know it to anyone who asks. Just, uh, Just have to remember not to tell them anything. You don't want to fall into the wrong hands.
2: Those are some really dumb robot rules. Yes. Also... You can't program loyalty, but you can program the willies. It's fucking retarded shit.
1: You can make them feel betrayal. (laughs) So they don't want to betray you. So
3: fucking
2: stupid. Let's play a new game. Let's play a new game. I love new games. We know George was good friends with Francis Ford Coppola.
1: Yeah, we all know that.
2: Coppola funded his uh, THX 1138 feature film and produced it. Mm-hmm. So you're Francis Ford Motherfucking Coppola, and George Lucas hands you this script, and you read it, and you have to tell George what you think of it. How the
1: just? <clears throat> I got. I got you. I got you. I'm Francis. Hey, yeah, uh, hey, George. I uh, I really like the part about the young boy uh, becoming the old man. Um, can we just retitle that Jack and let me shoot it in a couple of years? <laughs> <laughs> I got feelers out right now for Robin Williams. Robin fucking Williams. Hold up,
2: hold up. Did Francis Ford Coppola direct Jack? You did? Oh, we talked John something. Oh shit. That just doesn't seem like a Coppola film. (laughs) This doesn't seem like a fucking Star Wars movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's a David Lynch film titled Dune. Right. Dune 2, the duniest. (laughs) Dune 2,
1: electric Dunaloo. (laughs) Dunaloo. So there you go. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's what he did. He took the fucking old man going to the young boy and (laughs) made Jack. That's what this was. Star Wars Episode 2,
2: Attack of the Brain Juice.
1: <laughs> What's up with all these smart kids?
2: <laughs> so, okay, this is the other thing that I didn't get until, like, further on. These uh, scientist brains, that's the price they have to pay to the Chrome Company for safe passage Like I don't understand. Okay, okay. The Chrome company owns the planet that they're taking the princess to. So the queen gets on the phone. She's like, "Hey Chrome company. Yeah, yeah, what's up? Uh my daughter is in some shit and I need you guys to protect her." "Oh, oh, yeah, we can do that. We can do that. It'll cost you." "What will it cost you?" 30 scientist brains. <laughs>
1: Can you transport them in little small children?
2: We need. You drive thirty a hard bargain. It's a hard bargain. We need thirty vials of scientist.
1: And I'd like for I'd like i like to have them in four years, please.
2: Well no! You, you got to raise the kid. It takes ten years. <laughs> but you can't start injecting until the clone is six, <laughs> and then it. it's a four-year process to actually convert the six-year-old into the grown-up scientist
1: man see disney thought they got one over on george he knew he knew disney'd fall for this this fucking plan if that was
3: actually the case like if this was actually a real thing they would always have clones ready to go to take a brain right now and they would just kill the ones that didn't need brains oh yeah they would totally be prestige in those kids
1: It'd be fucking Logan, or yeah. it'd be, it'd be yeah. Logan's run for the, the kids. They're like, oh, when you get to six, you you inject your fucking passenger, and at ten, you know you kind of lose your sense of self. Like, so that that's the premise of the movie is just a a, a a fucking society that recycles itself. And why six? Because
2: that's when kids turn into assholes.
1: That's when they want action figures of themselves. Yeah, think about it.
2: You know. A five-year-old kid is adorable. When you turn six, they start talking back. They start getting, oh, okay, that's it. You're turning into Murray now.
1: <laughs> I wish you an old smart man.
2: Yeah, see how you feel being an old smart man in a ten-year-old body, you little shit. <laughs> 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 what the fuck?
3: Watching Tic Tac tiktok ass motherfucker but about to be, here's about another to be problem
2: every ep- episode of matlock here's another problem that just occurred to me take the best and the brightest minds in the world these scientists and then completely isolate them from any access to knowledge for 10 years and then drop them back in their field they're gonna <laughs> <Right>. be <laughs> fucking ineffective
1: what the fuck has happened <laughs> what is this thing
2: that's
3: true
1: Especially with how fast this technology seems to fucking move.
2: Yeah, can you imagine uh, taking a computer scientist ten years ago, cryogenically freezing him and waking him up now, and going like, "Hey, deal with these computers."
3: I'd be like, uh, "What?" It'll take him fucking five years.
1: Like the empire, the empire took this fucking planet over in three hours. A three-hour war. I can imagine being away for 10 years when these pe- these fuckers are fighting three-hour wars. Like, I'm telling what the fuck's going to be around. Yeah,
2: especially as scientists.
1: Right. Nah. I, it, it definitely dates
3: the writing of it. Next script.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm over it. Oh, man. I broke it for you. I'm sorry.
1: Fuck. I hate death now.
2: Uh... The general approaches the two robots. A2 shyly moves around his taller companion.
3: Greetings. Wait, um, I'm Captain Valor. Oh no, I'm Obi-Wan. Skywalker and Obi-Wan. Okay, my bad. Um, Greetings, I'm Luke, Agricultural Engineering. We're going to be traveling together. You're going to help us set up a hotel station on Candelar. C3 shakes hands with the general.
2: I'm C3, Human-Cyborg Relations. Your kindness is greatly appreciated. C3 and the general both look down at A2. C3 gives the smaller android a little kick.
1: A2, fusion repair.
3: Load them into one of the speeders.
2: Captain Oxus, walking with a slight limp, emerges from the other... Under- have, have, any, Has anyone voiced him yet? I don't
3: think so. Mm-hmm
2: captain o- oh he doesn't speak anyway never mind captain oxus walking with a slight limp emerges from the underground fortress with the royal family a small group of guards and aides are lined up standing at attention the two young princes princes, oeta and puck hug and kiss their mother goodbye then jump into the back of the larger four-man speeder the princess bows before her mother then embraces her tears roll down her cheeks her mother wipes them away.
1: You must learn strength.
2: The princess turns and moves to the larger speeder, where she is helped aboard by Captain Valor. I don't need your No, help. no, I'm Thank her you. now, remember? I took oh, her you're over. Her now. Okay, cool. I don't need your help. Thank you. <laughs> way better. LSP. She gives the general an angry look. I'm afraid he's necessary. A commotion erupts at the mouth of the underground fortress. Count Sandage, several senators, and 10 to 12 troopers rush into the canyon and block... Why not just say a number? And And 10 to 12 troopers rush into the canyon and block the speeders. Where are you going? What is this? In one quick movement, the general moves between Sandage and the queen. Oxus and Valor assume defensive positions in front of the princess and her brothers.
1: Zara and the boys are being taken to safety. It is my wish. The king has
2: assured their safety. They must stay. It is not my wish. (laughs) It is my wish. (laughs) Argument. It is not my wish. What the fuck? General, you've gone too far this time. Arrest him. Five troops start to move on the general, as Sandage draws his laser pistol. Uh, sorry, I needed to change music. Before anyone can complete his action, the general ignites his laser sword and cuts the senator in two. Wait, who? what? He killed Sandage? Holy fuck. What the fuck? He drops to the ground in a heap and the approaching troops stop in their tracks.
1: Stop this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the general, Valor, and Oxus replace their swords and bow low to the queen. All of the troops, senators, and aides do the same. The formalness of the occasion is broken when the queen embraces the general. She then turns and embraces each of the captains. They are both flustered and somewhat embarrassed and hard. Oh,
1: give me a second, give me a second. So, <laughs> I mm-hmm. love the, I the idea that the bad guy's like, Yo not get away with this, he's got his affairs plans. Then he's just three Jedi, just fuck him up. Whoa. <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> and he's just fucking cut in half, like. <laughs> he just tried to pull, like, the ultimate bad dude move, and they're like, get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> get wrecked, bitch. Holy shit! You have no power here. (laughs) Sorry. God, I need to take a second for that. Fuck! Okay. May the force of others be with you.
2: (laughs) The general and his (laughs) captains head for the speeders, while the queen and all the others return to the underground fortress.
0: Table Reads will return after this brief word from our sponsors.
3: What's up docs and Docettes? Trevor Thompson, the self-appointed Looney Tunes critic here. And if you like old cartoons and watching online reviewers dissect them, then you probably said the same thing I did about two years ago. Hey, what the f- Here,
2: watch
0: your language, bud.
3: Every Saturday morning, I do a brand new commentary of a Warner Brothers short. All throughout the month, I do video essays examining the history of these cartoons. Catch my videos on YouTube.com slash Ferris Wheelhouse 2. Or just use the hashtag Looney Tunes critic. Now, here's Eric Bauza, the new voice of Bugs Bunny.
0: You've
3: been listening to the Looney
0: Tunes critic. Ain't he a stinker? Lights, camera, action. So the movie's a good which means your script ain't worth the Buffalo shit on a nickel. Now, back to table reads. All right,
2: so shit's going down. People are getting cut in half. You guys want to just jump right back in and read some more? <laughs>
1: Do it. I I need something that makes sense. Let's go.
0: Fade in.
2: The two speeder... uh, Desert Bluff, Tanawi. The two speeders edge their way onto a bluff overlooking the hidden fortress canyon. They stop for one last reflective moment. Forced to leave their closest friends and relatives, the group is deeply moved. The two robots, for the most part, are puzzled. Suddenly... There is a huge atomic flash followed by a loud rumble and the entire canyon collapses into a large crater. The group quietly watches the dust settle. The hidden fortress and all its inhabitants have been destroyed. The general watches the princess, who appears to take it well.
3: It was the only way that we could save... It was the only way we could be safe from treachery.
1: Isn't her mom down there? I don't know. I thought her mom was Zara, but Zara's the princess, and the queen isn't her mom. It's the queen of this planet. The queen is her mom. The queen's her mom. I thought the... Okay. Never mind.
2: So I think her mom just died to prevent treachery. This shit's dumb. Dune C, Tanawi. The two sleek land speeders glide effortlessly through the vast hills and valleys of the Dune Sea. At the base of the towering ridge, the four-man speeder stops. The smaller speeders, with Valor and the two robots, make its way to the top of the ridge. Captain Valor stops the speeder just short of the top of the ridge. He gets out and continues the rest of the way on foot. The young captain peeks over the ridge into the canyon below. Muted sounds and large dust clouds rise from the canyon floor. Valor immediately ducks back behind the ridge with an amazed look on his face. He quickly returns to the speeder and picks up the intercom. Sir, you'd better come look at this, but come easy. The four-man speeder starts with a crack and slowly moves up the side of the imposing dune. It stops next to the smaller speeder. The General and Oxus get out and make their way to the top of the ridge, where they join Valor. Far in the distance, crossing the endless Dune Sea, is the Royal Invasion Army. It is immense. A convoy of giant tanks, troop carriers, and supply ships stretch from horizon to horizon. Cavalry, mounted on giant dune birds, ride the line from one end of the convoy to the other. Hundreds of troops ride one man jet sticks in precision formation. <laughs> Their lances form a giant pincushion. It is an awesome sight. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> giant pincushion. I, I mean, gi- giant pincushion. Picture it, right? Totally awesome. Cinema history. From-
3: they're coming from the spaceport at Anchorhead, which means they control everything between here and the spaceport at Gordon. Can we go around them? No. We'll have to wait for them to pass. Captain Valor, see if you can monitor any of their communications on the Commlink link in the big speeder.
2: Valor returns to the speeder. He collapses in the large speeder next to the princess and flips on the Calm link radio, moving back and forth across the dial. Must you do that? Valor smiles rather sarcastically. Orders. The invasion forces just cut us off. We'll probably be here for some
3: time. You want to stretch a bit.
2: Is that a command, general? Maybe I feel like watching after my brothers. Valor looks back at the two sleeping boys. They're not going. <coughs>
3: <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> They're not going anywhere.
2: They're asleep. I'm about to stay with them. <laughs> I've gone full lumpy space princess. <laughs> she is a space princess. It, I'm, it follows, it's better than what I had going on. Just, well, just why not just add it. the lumpy? Yeah, lumpy. Actually, she is lumpy. She got punched in the face. Yep, this the bitch is literally a lumpy space princess. You did it. Perfect voicing. Uh... Library, Palace of Light, Tonawi. The King's old library has been converted into an office for General Vader. He is sitting behind his desk as Captain Dodona of the Lettow Legions enters and salutes. Uh, If you guys don't remember, the Lettow Legions is the Sith. Oh. The Legionnaire is dressed in the fascist black and chrome uniform of the legendary Lettow 100, the SS... The General returns his salute. Welcome, Captain Dodona. Your exploits are legendary. I have long waited to meet you. If there is any way I can assist you, my
1: entire command is at your bidding. I want a tie-in to your computer network, a control center, and communication access.
2: Right away! I'll also transfer all information we have on the general. His command post was destroyed, but we believe he is still alive. Do you really
1: believe he's a die? If he was not a die, I wouldn't be here.
2: Wasteland. Tanawi. I like that voice, by the way. I don't know what it's supposed to be, but I like it.
1: (laughs) No idea. Just (laughs) generally bad guy.
3: (laughs) That's the guy who's offering you drugs on property.
1: (laughs) That's him. Want to play some J's? (laughs) Would you like to have heroin?
2: (laughs) 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 Perhaps a dime bag.
1: A dime
2: bag. (laughs) Yo, I got some vials full of brains.
1: (laughs) Want to be you, a famous scientist? Would you like to be an old man in four <laughs> years? <laughs> what the
2: fuck? <laughs> Yo, this shit'll make you a different person in like You'll four know, to ten years.
1: Yes, but it's slow. You'll know trigonometry by June. <laughs> <noon. laughs> fuck. <laughs>
2: Oh the what? brain I'm juice The brain juice is the fucking Gift that keeps on giving
1: yeah, I haven't even mentioned it again We're the ones that keep Give me the brain much. juice <laughs> I have all these vitals of smart <laughs> <laughs> It's called smart It's I'm called smart
2: <gasps> No A back. though No A <laughs> Smart 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 so you can trademark it. Uh, the speeders make their way across the gray desert. It is dawn. The twin suns have yet to rise in the green sky. The speeders are coated with dust and grime, indicating that they have traveled far. The two captains drive through the night as everyone else sleeps. Valor calls Oxus on the intercom. <clears throat> Valor. My bad.
3: (coughs) How are your fuel packs? I'm reading minus four.
2: I'm too low to transfer any. The general, who appeared to be asleep, opens his eyes and takes the microphone from Oxus.
3: There is a fuel station 14 degrees by 2 meters. The occupation force should have control of it by now, so hide your weapons, but keep them within
2: reach. Fuel station, Tanawi. A young boy is getting power converters. No, wait, sorry. The
1: Tachi station.
2: Yeah. Thank you for getting that, Jeff, because I, I really felt like that fell flat.
1: I got you, man. I'll raise, that, I'll raise the bits. <laughs> a series of
2: low concrete structures rise out of the desert. The speeders stop in front of an old, weather-beaten blockhouse. The rusted hulk of a land speeder lies half-buried to one side of the building. Valor and Oxus jump out of the speeder and go into the blockhouse. Interior, fuel station, Tanawi. The two young captains, dressed as farmers, enter the dingy little fuel station. It is quiet. A few power packs line the walls and a dismantled speeder rests in in the repair bay. There is a sharp dripping sound coming from the speeder. It appears that no one is there.
0: Justin?
2: Greetings. Who's in charge here? They look around the deserted station, but find no attendant. An eerie quiet pervades the building. I don't get it. You don't have to. It's abandoned. What a dick. <laughs> Oxus opens a door leading to a storage area and stops short. Not quite Abandoned. Valor moves to the doorway and sees the attendant, his wife, and small daughter hanging upside down, tortured to death. Motherfucker! Holy
1: fuck! How do you know that was his wife and daughter?
2: (laughs) (laughs)
3: They they could have been customers. Smocks. They've got smocks that say wife and daughter on them.
2: Yeah, that's what it is. Father, wife, daughter. Oh Jesus! This next line, Oxus cuts them down. They shouldn't have resisted. Oh Jesus
3: What the fuck Way to blame blame the victim
1: Motherfucker (laughs) He should have just done What the officer wanted George Lucas is a
2: straight You know what That's what people are saying Now though Oh if they just complied
1: That's what I'm saying Like I don't think These people didn't Want Not want to burn them Like they were just there to murder them anyway and like they shouldn't have resisted like, that, honest, I'll be honestly that's probably what happened because they didn't resist yeah like, like, maybe a better line would have been they probably should have resisted or literally like well that's fucked up Yeah, <laughs> anything else would have been better also George uh. Lucas is like
2: so there's this um, young girl um, she's maybe six she's been tortured to death and just hanging upside down
1: <laughs> you could have just stopped it. like... it could have just been four military dudes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just been anything. Or just this
2: one attendant. It. Like, maybe don't have his little girl there.
3: There's echoes of this in when he comes back and finds Uncle Owen and Amber Yeah,
2: like, two adults that should have resisted.
3: Or yeah. Or shouldn't
1: have resisted.
2: Yeah. yeah two, two adults. Not like a little girl who's been tortured to death. At least... Owen and Baru look like they uh-huh. were like blasted.
1: Yeah, yeah. but in this world, that honestly, that 10-year-old girl may be a 200-year-old man. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't a little girl. She had the brain juice. She was actually the brains of the situation. <laughs> yeah,
3: funny she, because-
2: she's the one that had all the knowledge of how to run the cash register. Yeah. <laughs> Coming- <laughs> Coming
3: into this situation
2: with thing like brain juice
3: You have to assume that all the children have the knowledge of a hundred-year-old man
2: so like
1: You don't know who to fuck it who to be like oh that poor child me and yeah, yeah, so like you're tortured and you're like, tell
3: me the
2: secrets and they're like,
3: I only play Fortnite! Right. Like,
2: <laughs> and if they're younger than that if it's like a real young child you can go, well, they were probably just gonna be brain juiced anyway. Fucking clones. You know we should have a war over it. <laughs> Star war. A smart a- war. I'm at a clone war. <laughs> you <laughs> a Star Wars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was the one that got shot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Valor grabs two power packs from the shelf. <laughs> well, they're dead. Let's just shoplift from them. Right. <laughs> loot, loot, loot. <laughs> Help me with these power packs. We'd better get them. We better move out of here. Oxus covers the family with an old work tarp. He bows to the dead, then reluctantly grabs a couple of power packs and they start for the door. Oxus stops for a moment. Hear that? Someone's here. We're friends! Show yourself! Silence. Oxus shrugs his shoulders and they start out the door, only to run straight into a burly stormtrooper. Get out of here! Fuel station, Tanawi. Oxus and Valor are pulled out of the doorway and shoved into the center of a group of 15 or 20 royal stormtroopers who have surrounded the two speeders several troops have pulled general Skywalker out of the speeder he acts senile like a man twice his age
1: uh, uh, I, I love that I'm uh, I'm saying I love that like they're they're like sitting there and there's like some hanging dangling bodies of the owners of the shop and then they've just got handfuls of stolen shit and like it was like this when we found it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right. I can still move about my, by myself. A rough looking sergeant grabs Captain o- Oxus.
1: What are you doing here? We're out of power, sir. Let me see your passes. I have it here somewhere. We've been
2: relocated to a Horde station by royal order. Oxus fumbles to retrieve something from his pocket and eventually pulls out a small round disc. The sergeant puts the disc in a small portable reader. Various computer readouts are displayed on the monitor. Valor starts to put a power pack into one of the speeders.
1: What are you doing here? All power has been restricted.
2: We've run out. We must have power or be forced to stay here and become your responsibilities. The sergeant thinks about this for a moment as the old wise general watches him. Tension fills the air. Valor shuffles around to position where he can reach his weapon. A trooper hands the sergeant a message.
1: Take only two of those power packs and then move out quickly.
2: The sergeant hurries to a military craft where he takes a call on on an intercom. General Skywalker and his two young captains load the remaining power packs into the speeder and roar away from the station. Wasteland, Tanawi. The speeders race along the rocky desert wasteland. The general speaks into the intercom to Valor. Keep a close watch. If that
3: sergeant runs an analysis on those passes, we might be seeing him again. We should be safely inside Gordon within the day.
2: Everyone is in good spirits. The princess and her young brothers sing a Tanawi melody, which is transmitted to Valor in the smaller speeder. The general takes Little Puck and lets him sit on his lap in the forward compartment of the speeder. A2 flexes C3's arm back and forth, attempting to discover the cause of a loud squeak.
1: Oilard doesn't seem to help
3: at all. It's all of this filth and dust. This environment is murderous.
2: Valor notices a small speck on the horizon. Object approaching. Bearing 3.2. The general looks through an electro telescope mounted in the speeder. Of course, it is. He spots a distant row of troopers riding strange dune birds. Dune birds. Dune birds. It's a patrol. It
3: could mean trouble. We'd better split up. You stay on a direct course. We'll meet at the western edge of Ravine twenty-three sixty-four. Stay in contact.
2: A larger speeder makes a sharp left turn, speeding off across the deep ravine. Valor can begin to distinguish the approaching troopers. It looks like there are ten of them. They're heading right for me, wait a second. They disappeared. I've lost them. Continue on ahead. Wasteland Lakebed, Tanawi. Oxus deftly maneuvers the bulky speeder through a narrow, boulder-strewn ravine. They eventually come out on a dry lake bed, where they stop. Standing not more than a hundred feet away, apparently waiting for the speeder, are five royal troops on their dune birds.
3: we found them. Five of them, anyway. Watch yourself.
2: The troops slowly ride their huge birds over to the speeder and dismount. The officer in charge is a vicious-looking warrior with a large scar across his face. Let me see your passes. Oxus hands him the small pass disc, and he places it in his reader. He studies the computer readout for a few moments, and then returns to the disc to Oxus. Have
1: you seen any other transports in this area?
2: We saw two heading south, going towards
3: Ansel. Look to me.
2: Alright, be on your way. The officer mounts his dune bird, and the patrol moves away. Oxus winks at the princess and smiles at the general, as the speeder starts off across the dry lake. I lied. (laughs) (laughs) The general fiddles with the intercom. Captain Valor, are we clear?
3: I have five troopers approaching. Any problem on your end? We came through all right. You shouldn't have any trouble, but stay
2: alert. Best wishes, here we come. Everyone rides along in silence, a little worried about Captain Valor especially the princess. Do you think he'll be all right?
3: <laughs> he can take care of himself.
2: Awaita is looking out the back window of the speeder. Hey, hey. look! Oh, wait. I was going to be that because I can do a little kid pretty well. Do your little kid, man. Hey, look! They're coming back! Everyone looks to see the patrol quickly gaining on them. Stop! they faster. Get your weapon. The speeder screeches to a halt in a cloud of dust. <clears throat> Excuse me. The, sc- the speeder screeches to a halt in a cloud of dust. The general and his captain jump from the transport with the laser pistols drawn. The patrol bears down on them, swords drawn, at full charge. Both the general and Oxus fire. Two of the troopers and their dune birds explode in a cloud of smoke. The remaining three troopers are upon the duo in a matter of seconds. The general ignites his laser sword and cuts down two of them as they pass. The last turns his bird around before reaching the speeder and hightails it back towards the ravine. The general jumps out of the riderless dune birds and takes off in pursuit. Oxus checks the dead troopers.
0: Fade out.
2: Holy shit was that
1: abrupt It's just I mean the last part of that was Just kind of like Normal movie there really wasn't a lot to talk About I
2: mean I mean the leaving Us us leaving was abrupt Because Josh has places to be I do Unfortunately Um So let's just get to the Plugin Josh tell people where they can find you
3: uh, you guys can find me at joshuajbaker.com. I'm doing a lot of video work lately. Uh, I'm still doing voiceover work, but uh, mostly been focused on video work lately, just like the way that the the market is going right now. But you can reach out to me directly uh, in email, josh, J-O-S-H, at joshuajbaker.com.
2: And as always Table Reads podcast stuff is at tablereads.podcast.com. Also go to patreon.com/tablereads to sign up for all the goodies there. And I also have another podcast called Star Girl show It's all about CW Star Girl. We have interviews with cast members every single week on that show. So check it out at stargirlaftershow.com. You guys have been so fucking lovely sitting there and listening to us and not bothering us I don't know how you could but hey um,
1: thanks for not being a bother fans
2: (laughs) (laughs) bother me you've been great sitting there quietly listening uh, and we love you so we'll see you next week and until then you can be damn sure that we will miss you
0: podcast was created by Sean McBean. For more, visit tablereadspodcast.com. Cut to black.